Beers and Banter, episode 34. I don't really know what we're going to talk about tonight, folks. Uh, it all seems uh, unimportant right now, but we might waffle on for a little bit and see how we go. Let's do it. Fellow Australians, we are officially up shit creek without toilet paper. It could be time to start using your hands and working together. Uh, maybe not. Hey, uh, we've got a dial in again tonight. Uh, it's Lukey G, former Renault driver. You there, Lukey? Hey, what's going on, Matty? Oh, mate, what, what a week. Um, oh, what a week indeed. We, I knew last week when I did a pod that... Um, it was going to be everything had changed day by day. We got another round of footy in, but uh, sadly this afternoon, the footy's been called off till further notice. Um, it's, to, to be honest, in in regards to what's happening in the rest of the world, it's probably not that big a deal. But I think it was a good distraction there for a little bit for um, for everyone that's dealing with. Uh, all the dramas that are going on in the world, but uh, not to be. Do you see any of the footy over the weekend? No, I didn't. I didn't catch any of it, mate, unfortunately. Brushed it. Brushed it. <laughs> you know me. <laughs> I've been brushing it for a while now. Fair but, enough. Um, um, it is sad to see, but obviously I, I think it's probably ultimately for the best. Um, you know, I think we all need to be sort of um, being smart with our, with our movements uh, over this time. Um, yeah, and I think the, the quicker that we can stop touching each other, the quicker hopefully it's all over. So, uh, yeah, I think, well, it's funny you say that. Neil Diamond did a remake of Sweet Caroline. Um, I can't play it on the pod, but go and find it online there, folks. I think it's on his, uh, it's in, on his social media, but, uh, instead of touching me, touching you, it's, um, we're not touching or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, what was another one? Uh, My Sharona. I, uh, I picked it to get turned into a parody song and believe it or not, last night I saw a My Sharona parody song. So that, that was good. That wouldn't have taken long. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's, um, no, it's all getting pretty wild, mate. How, uh, how are you going with work and that sort of thing? Uh, mate, I'm lucky I work for a really good company. Uh, you know, our safety is first priority. Uh, it's it's a weird weird time to be engaging in a sales position so we'll just have to see how that plays out really just sort of being there for the customers at the moment um it's tough times i think uh i think the worst is yet to come i think that we're seeing some some industries have some real immediate effects um so shout out to all the people that are in hospitality uh we know you're battling uh we're all thinking of you uh, I think there's more to come, though. I think some industries are going to see immediate effect and then some are going to see it as sort of a couple of months down the track when when what's happening now, you know, gets down the pipeline. So um, I don't think there's a person in Australia that's not going to be affected by this. Um, uh, no. Yeah. Um, I, think, uh, I think government, you know, for all their faults, I think they're handling this situation um, cautiously but fairly well. Um, it's, it seems like they're really going to be behind the people who do unfortunately lose their jobs. Uh, see they're doubling the, the welfare payment. And, um, so like, you know, it's, it's probably not going to be the saving grace, but 
I think it's probably going to help a lot of people through a tough time. So, you know, the people that um, aren't you know, fortunate enough to keep their jobs through this, I think the, the government will be there to support you through it anyway. So, like, um, I think you can draw on your seat yeah, onto your super as well uh, in some cases. So, and that's uh, uh, I'd like to get some real. I hope people get some real solid financial advice before doing that. Uh, oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. It seems um, appealing to to draw from your super and write. Hey, you do whatever you do, need to do to get through this year, and I wouldn't really know to be honest. But um, my concern with that is that people will pay the pay the bill for that further down the track, or you know that ten grand you might pull out of your super now. What does that actually in in dollars in thirty years time? Like, what does that equate to? I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah, I guess it all comes down to how you how you have your super set up. Um, you know, I think a lot of Australian supers taken a quite quite a big hit. <laughs> so that's the other Over, problem. Any money you pull out of your super now, you're you're basically locking in those losses that your super's taken over the. Over yeah, the... that's that's right. But um, yeah, I, I yeah I don't think anyone has the right answer. I think it's um, tough times ahead. But I think uh, if we stick together, you know, we can um, we can get through it. The weird one for me was the the seven hundred and fifty dollar payment. Now I know they were scrambling to try and keep things moving. But as it's turned out is that really what they should have been preparing for was was uh, Armageddon. So not trying to stimulate the – it's all about, oh, we've got to stimulate the economy. It's like the economy's gone. What you need to do yeah. is, is is look after the people that lose their job. So maybe that first round of 750 should have been kept for the workers that have just lost their jobs because as brutal as this is going to sound, pensioners and people that are on welfare – two weeks ago are still on it today their circumstances haven't really changed but no. there's a whole lot of people out there that as of lunchtime today are out of out of work so um i think i think the heart was in the right place but i'm not sure that stimulant stimulating the economy was where we were at i think it's you know trying to save people's homes and and livelihoods is probably the important bit here but i'm, I'm not again not an expert but just my two cents yeah yeah for sure and i guess it's it's you know, it's tough to know what what the right you know it's tough to know what the right way to act to act to this is you know it's totally un, uncharted territory. Um, to be so. honest, I wasn't even sure to do whether to do a pod tonight, other than it's good for my mental health, and I think people should be doing whatever makes them happy at the moment. So hopefully, somebody out there in podcast world gets a bit of joy out of our Monday night pods. So um, yeah, oh for sure, and. Look, I think, um, you know, it's not all doom and gloom. You know, you can – there's a lot of positives coming out of this, you know, uh, positives to the environment, you know. There's probably a lot of people that work their absolute asses off day in, day out to, you know, put a roof over their family's heads and this might be a bit of time that they actually get to spend with their with their families that, you know, they work so hard for. So It's funny you say um, that. I'd like to see – so the traditional Earth Hour is coming up at the end of this month. So you know mm. where everyone on a Sunday night is supposed to switch off their power for an hour? Yeah, yep. I want to see Earth Week. So Earth Week? Yeah. No power for a week? No, 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 no. Stick with me here. I want to see after this is all done, like it's going to take a while, obviously. I'm, I'm, you know, it's not – I think for a long while we all thought, well, 14 days isolation and then we'll, it'll be business as usual. It's clearly not the case. Uh, we're we're in, in for the long haul here now. But what I want to see is Earth Week. So to sort of 
immortalize what the world is going to have to deal with this week and for the benefit of the earth i would like to see every year around this time of year that the whole whole world just shuts down for a week so we'll, we'll do it the same so it's essential services only so you can have uh pharmacies shopping centers and hospitals and bottlers no, no, because you're gonna have you're gonna have plenty of notice, and you don't need to panic panic by the night before. You're gonna have yeah, yeah. all year to prepare for this week, and it's gonna be. Someone said to me like this morning, like the old like Easter and Christmas used to be. Yeah, people used to actually get a break at that time of year. Yeah, now they don't. Most people work straight through Easter, and well, a lot of people work through Easter and Christmas, and they really don't get that break. I'm proposing Earth Week. Everything That'd shuts be- down, and unless you you can't drive your car, so you can't. That's one of the things, and you'll get electricity and essential services, so electricity and water. Uh, but it's Earth Week, so it's just like chill out with your family. If you can walk to the beach or walk to the park, you're allowed to do that. But there'll be no shops open, so you can't go shopping just for shit you don't need. Um, but essential stuff, so pharmacies, doctors, and uh, groceries, yep. and and then I think we might actually see some of these positive impacts that people are talking about the air quality in different parts of the world. That's, you know, unprecedented and the water in, I'm sure everyone by now has seen the water in Venice and how clear it is after the shutdown. Imagine if every week we could just give the earth a week to breathe, shut down all the factories, shut down all the cars and uh, let's just give, uh, give the earth a chance. That might, again, I'm, this this virus is t- turning me into a big sap, but that's what that's my two cents again. Anyway, I'd like to see this as a yearly thing. Look, I, I, I uh, mate, I like the idea. I do. I really do. I don't know. How, I don't know how uh, easy it'll be to get something maybe that restricted, but I think something similar definitely. You know, I think people could start getting behind. I think definitely shutting down everything for a week it'd be great you know um just a forced holiday for everyone to actually you know be with their loved ones and you know reflect on how quickly it can all change i guess as well you know it's um i think this is really taking the world by storm i don't you know i guess two months ago particularly in australia you know you, there's no way in the world that you would have thought it would have come to this you wouldn't you wouldn't you, know, you wouldn't have put any money on it you know what i mean so i definitely i went to early you know, very early on in the year, they started to talk about, well, what impacts are this going to have on our supply chain? And people weren't really talking about what this was going to do to our health system or to our economy. It was more, oh, what parts aren't I going to be able to get out of China? And then that's quickly turned uh, into, obviously, you know, what it is. But uh, it's, it's uh, I don't know. I, I haven't felt this way probably since nine eleven. If that's a, that's, I don't know if that's a weird comparison or not, but uh, that's, no, the la- that's, la- that's probably the probably... last time we had this big a shock to our system about, uh, you know, things going on in the world. Yeah, definitely, and um, yeah, I think it's 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 going to be it's going to be interesting times ahead. I think it's, um, I think businesses essentially, uh, you know, are, are just going to have to stop. Um, which is unfortunate. It'd be good. You know, I think that you'll see some really innovative ways to try and keep some businesses rolling. I think particularly through the use of social media. Um, so yeah. I think it might actually change the way a lot of companies do business. This, um, this could be the beginning of the matrix. Yeah. Well, it, you know, you might not be wrong. Like 
So obviously I, I'm in a sales role as well. And a, a big part of my day is, you know, prospecting new customers and when no one wants to sit down in front of you, that's, that's pretty hard. So, you know, I'm, I've been trying to think outside the box a little bit with work, you know, uh, I'm, you know, calling up new prospects and just offering, offering video call conferences, you know, same presentation, just over a Skype call. Um, and, uh, it's been pretty well received. So, you know, if anyone is out there still working and in sales and trying to think outside the box, I think there's definitely a lot of avenues that could be, um, could be used, you know, utilized a lot better than they are at the moment. So, yeah, I think, yeah, um, we're get, seeing get, companies all over the world scramble to engage with their with their customer base in that way. So that's going to be really interesting. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think particularly LinkedIn, uh, I think it's going to be a really interesting flat platform over the sort of the next couple next couple of months. Yeah, I I, would, I was devoted this afternoon when the NRL announced. What I was looking forward to is there was a little bit of talk that there might be like a replacement style setup to keep some of the teams going. So remember, okay. you know, remember the movie, the replacements where I think the players are on strike and then all the, like the old or has beens or the rejects come in and, and play, play for the NFL team. You seen that? No, one? I haven't. No, I think it's Keanu Reeves. Check it out. The replacement. Oh, and I had a question. Who would you want to see come back on like a $1 contract to keep some of the teams going and, Immediate, oh, yeah. Immediately, I think Steve Mendes for for the Seagulls. He he's surely he's good for a couple of games. <laughs> yeah, I, that'd be that, that'd be great, wouldn't it? You get get a couple of the greats back, get Lockie back, Thurston. What about Matty Rogers? He for the Titans. He'd he'd bring some real experience. I reckon he's as fit as hell. Uh, I reckon I reckon he'd be good for a one dollar contract out of retirement to keep the game going. Uh, I don't know, Matty Bowen up there in in for the Cowboys. Uh, seven cents. Seventy-seven cents a liter. Petro yeah, seven a Petro. Oh, Get him back. He'd be still as good as the <laughs> days he finished. I don't think he wanted to retire. <laughs> so, folks, if you've got a player that you want to see on a one-dollar contract to come and play footy, um, put it in the comments below, and we'll we'll see if we can come up with the beers and banter replacements team. Um, let us know what you think there. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit of sport. Uh, I love the – it was really weird watching games with no crowd. But one thing I did enjoy is hearing all the player talk and you hear a bit of man on, man on, or, you know, all, all the different calls in the defense and all the different plays. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, uh, well, it, it, it gives you a different sort of look into it. That's all the stuff you sort of goes by the wayside when you can't hear it over the – over the cheers and yeah, it's, um, no, it's really fun. I think, um, it does, it does add a different aspect to it all. It's, um, there was talk as, that, as a, as a big footy fan, it, you know, what, what is that sort of like, are you, are you trying to learn from that or are you just sort of taken back by it? I just like, it's just a better insight. It's like watching a team train. You can hear all that talk, but then on game day, it all gets lost, but it's just yeah. really interesting to hear what they're saying to each other. Like sometimes teams get accused, Oh, they're too quiet or they're not talking. And, when you play footy, that's always it was always a big call out. Oh, we got to talk, and you need good talk. It can't just be shit talk. It had to be good talk on the field, and uh, now you get to hear it. Or we did get to hear it on the weekend. Another interesting yeah. one. They reckon the goal kicking was more accurate with no crowds in the AFL. So that, that was an interesting stat out of the weekend's games. No crowds. So no pressure. They're they're nailing them. Yeah, or no no distractions in the background. No pressure. No noise. Yeah, just like slot, yeah. slotting goals at training, I would assume. 
I did see uh I did see that the Broncos, you know, they they had some pretty good numbers. They were um, you know what I mean? They, I think they had four players. Four players all ran over 150 meters for the game, you know. So Tamalolo for the Cowboys was in another just in another dimension on Thursday night. Yeah. Yeah, unbelievable. It's good to see. 300 something meters. He's a freak. He's yeah. a freak. Uh, did you see? Um, did you see? Uh, in the Formula One, they're trying to keep it going by uh, this playing racing simulators online. Maybe, uh, maybe the footballers could go the same way and all play each other on a on, on PlayStation. I've just got my young bloke looking for rugby league NRL on PlayStation Two. Oh yeah, yep. <laughs> we That's, uh, found Tony Hawk, but I can't find the uh, the old NRL game, so I'm spewing. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. I put the old Tony Hawk uh, soundtrack on the other day. This is a good one. It's not Kept bad. Pumped up. It's not bad. Yeah. Hey, uh, last one on the footy. DCE worth every dollar at Manly. Just clutch plays, slots slots the field goal. Um, mate, Manly 9-8. Unbelievable. It, it just kills me as, as a Titans fan and he was supposed to come here. He was just worth every dollar. Uh, I've always been a, you know, you know, my limited sort of, you know, view on football, but uh, I've always liked DCE. I, I know. I always thought he was solid. I thought he always copped a bad rap. You know, obviously somebody didn't like him and, um, you know, he's arrogant, but he was young and he was talented. You know, you show me, a, you know, you show me somebody plays in the halves that is young and talented. It isn't a little bit arrogant. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, no, it's good to see him doing well. Uh, it'll be good to see him do well for Queensland in the future years as well. So, um, nah, good on him. Um, and, you know, good on Seagulls. Hopefully they can have a good season this year. Uh, something interesting, the F1 have come out and said they're going to have the same cars in 2021. So obviously with this season being so disrupted, they're going to have the same cars. But uh, I believe the the budget restraints are going to come in. So uh, really interesting there what's going to happen and what that'll do for the for the driver market that was supposed to go crazy at the end of this year, with people having to drive the same car next year, um, but us not really knowing just yet what those cars were going to even be like. I think that a um, lot of uncertainty there for the drivers. Yeah, it's going to shake things up a bit, isn't it? Like, uh, yeah, because like you know, I think there was uh, well, it was rumoured that you know Vettel and Ricardo could be swapping seats, and you know there could be changes all over the place, and yeah, because um, I guess it was a real unknown with those 2021 cars. You know, it was going to be a big shake-up anyway, and then you know you had the drivers on top of that. But you know, are the, are the drivers that were going to make the moves are they still going to be as keen to make the moves if they're going to be driving the same car that you know this year was going to produce? So, and no one really yeah. knows yet what those cars were even going to look like. No, that's right. So if you if you're looking for your F1 fix, people, and you haven't seen Drive to Survive on Netflix, I know all the all the all the fellas in the office put me onto it a couple of weeks ago. Loved it. Uh, if you, if you love your F1 or just motor motorsports in general, definitely worth the watch with no live sports on the telly at the moment. So get get that India. There's two seasons sitting there waiting for you to binge on. Yeah, I can vouch for that. It's a great series. Um, I remember when I sort of started getting into Formula One uh, at the beginning of last season, um, Drive to Support Vibe, you know, sort of give me a really good insight into the happenings behind the scenes and, you know, it gives you a look in uh, all the personalities that the drivers sort of have. And yeah, I think it's a, it's a really interesting look. Um, I think it'd be, I think it'd be really cool for a lot of sports to sort of go that route, you know, to 
at the end of every season, you get to see what was happening behind the scenes. Uh, sort of, maybe obviously makes sports more marketable as well, and sort of broad, um, you know, broadens the broadens the reach. Yeah, it's um, some of the some of the things that you miss on on the general coverage. You know, when two of drivers of the same team come together and they disappear behind closed doors, and you never actually find out what what got said. Obviously, with this program, you get to see it. So that was, uh, or you get to hear it at least. So I, I found that really good as a as a fan. Um, interesting, I didn't know that Toto Wolf was Esteban Akon's. Is that right? I've just butchered his name. Uh, he's his manager. So, yeah. So while he was the boss for Mercedes, he was negotiating a deal for that driver to go to go to Renault, which is what uh, Nico Hulkenberg lost his seat. Isn't it weird that um, you can sort of have so many, like a finger in so many different pies in Formula One? You'd think like in, a, in, a, in any other sport, it'd be sort of like, oh man, you can't be like playing playing more than one card, you know what I mean? So um, I think it's, it's cool though. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how Esteban goes. Um, I just did a bit of a search. I don't know how true it is, but um, it's saying his salary is only 500 million at Renault for the season. Five hundred million or five hundred thousand? Uh, five hundred thousand, sorry. Potentially, yeah. Uh, so. I think he's also been slated though to run the whole of F one, Toto. Yeah. So that'll really? have a, that'll have an effect on you know whether Hamilton stays at at uh, Mercedes as well. It, it's just going to be going to be carnage. Going to be carnage. Well, it's going to be really interesting if Toto Wolff's like the uh, the head of it all. How? how long Ferrari's going to have that hold over the sport, you know? Maybe uh, maybe it could all be changing. Uh, I think they'll always have a fairly big fairly big hold, but uh, they, they may push back on him even being appointed, so it may not even happen because of, of his history. Although, sorry, I've just... Obviously, opinions here, not facts, people. I've also seen articles linking him to Aston Martin as well, so I'm not quite sure what's going on there. Oh, I did see that, yeah. Um, who knows, I guess we'll have to wait till, uh, after that long wait for Melbourne. It is so weird. It is so We're, weird uh, that there is not one sport at the moment that's, uh, yeah, I was so pumped for the Formula One to, to crack on, man. And another 12 months and, uh, and I'll get to, I guess. Yeah. I doubt, I doubt there'll be another, I don't, I doubt there'll be a race this season. What about this for a peanut comment? Phil Gould on Twitter. If I remember rightly, in January, we were dealing with devastating bushfires and drought. World about to end due to climate change. Don't hear anyone on climate change now. I certainly didn't hear anyone banging on about coronavirus two months ago. All experts in hindsight. Uh, okay, boomer. He's such a dickhead, isn't he? That, that, is a, that is the weirdest comment I've ever seen. Oh, mate, that guy is just a total flog. Absolute flog, but anyway, <laughs> he's there. Yeah, I don't think he's ever going to change. But what do you mean? No one's banging on about climate change. Like everyone's banging <laughs> on about the positive impacts of it. You I was going to. I was going to say most people are noticing, <laughs> yeah, the positive impacts that the the world slowing down for a little bit's having. And hey, maybe if we work together, we could actually we could actually do this climate change thing. I think the only positive I see out of coronavirus is it's the it's proving to the world that. They've all got to work on this together. That no one country can sort it out on their own. So, you know, I, I liken it to the old 
you know Independence Day thing that if the if the if the spaceships arrived above all the major cities, humans would quickly work it out how to how to bandy together and come up with a common solution. Same as the the asteroid hurtling towards the Earth, but in reality, it's actually this coronavirus thing. So. Hopefully, out of this, we can learn that well. It's no longer good enough to just say, "Oh, well, that other country's not doing enough, so we're not going to bother with our efforts." No, positive change can be had if everyone works together. So, get For that sure. India, uh, Gus Gould. I, I think yeah. you're just epitome. You know, you're the epitome of boomer. Yeah. No, you're right, and um, I think if you aren't sort of waking up to it now, uh, I don't think it's ever going to happen for you. This is real. It's happening. You know, you either got to just move with it and don't fight it because it's happening whether you like it or not. So just, uh, you know, try and smile through it all and look for the positives and make the best out of a bad situation, I guess. Um, it's uh, it's going to be tough times, but, you know, it doesn't have to be all bad. Yeah, I think everyone's got to come together. I said it last week. You got to do, you know, help out your neighbor, help out your friends. I know you've, you've probably got to keep your distance from most people at the moment. Uh, obviously us parents are a little bit confused with whether to send kids to school or not send them to school. Um, well, yeah. I saw a report today that they're leaving the schools open, but if they leave the schools open, the teachers are going to strike. So it's a weird one. Uh, yeah. A, uh, I don't know if at the moment being a teacher is probably the most, um, secure job in Australia, but if they strike, do they get paid? At the yeah. same time, I also understand that they're not the nation's babysitters and if why should they be exposed to things that, you know, potentially others aren't? It's it's a really hard one. There, there's no right answer in some of these equations, but um, it's I, I can sort of see I'm, – I'm the first to bash this current government, but I can sort of see what they're trying to do. I think they're trying to get us to Easter. They're trying to get us to the school holidays. Because they're worried when they shut things down, they're not going to open up for a while. So well, that, that, well, Scott Morrison's pretty much openly said that. Yeah, um, you know, he's pretty much said, you know, you try and you know, it would be best to try and see this term out. Um, which is, uh, I, look, you can see where he's coming from, but I think there's more at stake at the moment. Like, how how hard would it really be to get every teacher to just go through and set up thirty Skype accounts for each one of their for each one of their students, right? Set up 30 Skype accounts. Kids have the internet at home. Like, it'll be very, very small amounts that don't have um, access to a computer or a screen of some sort at home. Oh. And you just teach from teach from, teach from from home. How many kids like, you got, Luke? I've got zero kids, Matthew. That's right. So I'm going to give you a little scenario. Kid number one on Skype. Kid number two on Skype. Kid number three, he's streaming um, Blazing the Monster Machines on Stan. Uh, I'm on a Skype <laughs> call because, you know, that's I'm working from home. Uh, yeah. My, my wife's on a Skype call. She's working from home. How well do you think my internet's going at the moment? Yeah. Yeah, I get you. Times I'm, that I'm, by, I'm times that by 10 million families. <laughs> I, I do know that uh, some of those companies that deliver online or like, um, you know, your Skypes and, and whatnot – they were battling hard to get their servers up and running last week because of the increased traffic. Yeah. Um, a lot of companies scrambling at the moment to get that all right. I'm with you that uh, the kids can potentially learn from home, but it, the infrastructure is not actually there yet. And 
uh, yeah, while, true. you know, my household, there's plenty of devices for the kids to log in. A lot of households, there's not, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, of- no, you're right. But, um, yeah, well, yeah, I think, but being proactive, I think it's going to be good. You know, this is obviously going to have to be solutions, you know, that are outside the box. So, um, but yeah, who knows, who knows where it's going to go. I'm, uh, even I'm finding at work today, I'm, I'm struggling to, uh, get through to people on the phone from time to time. Um, yeah, uh, calls being busy and that sort of thing. So it's, uh, I think, yeah, it's only going to get worse, but, um, yeah, I guess we'll just have to play it as a – I guess we'll have to cross that bridge as it sort of comes to it, I it's, guess. It's a weird one in a sales capacity that um, knowing full well that you're probably the last thing on most people's minds right now but still having a job to do like everybody else and trying to keep my company afloat so that, you know, they can keep people employed and likewise keep our industry moving and I guess everyone's trying to do that same thing. I think at some point in, in the next week or two, it could all come to a grinding halt, and yeah, um, hopefully, just hopefully we, we can we can get on top of this thing. And uh, do you know what? Do you know what I ho- really hope for? That in a couple of months' time, we can look back at this, and all the people that said it's just a flu get get to uh, get to crow about it, and it looks like it was just the flu. I don't think it is just a flu, but I really hope that if we, you know, we get on top of it, there'll be all these people going, see, you're all, you know, you're all alarmist and there was nothing to worry about. But I think that'll be the good job of our health professionals and our experts more so than the fact that it's not, it, I think this is a very, really serious issue. So, Yeah. And you know what, mate, I'd be quite happy to concede to uh, someone that was saying that it was all a beat up. If we can get on top of it quick enough that it looks like it was a beat up, I think that's probably best case scenario. Hey, if we get to the um, end of 2020 and, and coronavirus looked like a beat up, that, that's about as good as result as we can get. Yeah. No, I think, I think that's the best we can be hoping for at this point. Um, and you know, whatever <laughs> I'll, I'll give it to them if that's what it's going to take. Um, last little yeah. bit of tragic news. The gambler he's gone. Oh, I heard that. Yeah. Poor bloke. I don't know. I'm just going to see if this works. I don't know if we're allowed to play it or not. I'm going to. It's not like I make any money out of this podcast anyway. Because <laughs> uh, every hand's a winner. And every hand's a loser. And the best that you can hope for is to die in your sleep. And when he'd finished speaking, he turned back toward the window. Crushed out his cigarette. And somewhere in the darkness, the gambler who broke even, his final words I found, and he said I could keep, you just butchered that mate, I was killing it, you absolutely butchered it. That's alright mate, I butcher everything I try and sing. Don't cue me to sing. Shout out, rest in peace Kenny, that was tragic news. Rest in peace, Kenny. Um, I'm, I'm pretty yeah, sure I've that's a... that song will get played about a thousand times if the family can get together for Easter. So, yeah, yeah. On that uh, note, mate, of, uh, I reckon. Yeah, mate, thank you so much for having me, mate. Um, you know, not all doom and gloom. Uh, I think it's uh, it's uh, interesting times ahead, but I think we'll be all right. Cool. And where can everyone find you? Uh, you can jump over to my socials, so Facebook. The Beer Garden, uh, Facebook, Instagram, um, jump over there, give me a like, and uh, yeah, stay up to date with uh, what we're doing over there. So, 
Uh, sort of getting started and a lot more content to come because uh, I think I might have plenty of time on my hands. Good stuff. And folks, awesome. don't don't forget, I want to see your nominations for the, the, the Beers and Banter replacements in the comments below. You can find us at Beers and Banter on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, look us up on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Thanks for listening to our ramblings and uh, hopefully we'll see you again next week. Stay healthy, people. 